0: Hey everybody on Podcast Land, it's David coming at you with a brand new podcast. And it's in the year 2023. Man, that sounds so futuristic sounding, doesn't it? I remember the days of 1980s and 1990s. And here we are, you know, talking in 2023. I remember back in those days when people used to talk about the year 2000 as a futuristic. Movies put it in there like that was Futuristic and that's the past now <clears throat> and here we are folks well that kind of least kind of springboards me into my thought today is life is precious i want to talk about that i've been thinking about that i've been thinking about it for a while especially with the new baby and you know he's getting to be close to two years old now so he's not a baby no more he's going for to be a toddler pretty soon and <clears throat> doesn't it go so fast while you're holding that baby it seems like it's going to be forever you know the late cries and just the uh, craziness of the baby and then that cuteness too but then it, within a blink of an eye it's gone and just like decades of our life gone and life is precious not only our life not only your life but other people's life life in general animals plants dogs cats life is precious and um in looking up some of those terms i came across psalms 139 and most of you probably already know psalms 139 pretty pretty good but let's let's read it out of the thought process of life is precious psalms 139 let's pray before we read lord jesus i ask you to bless us as we read your word bless it to our hearts our mind help us to interpret it the correct way and let it be a blessing into our lives and and touch our hearts lord so we can see that life is precious, not only our life, but others' lives. But maybe we're going through a season in life right now, and we don't think life is very precious, but Lord remind us that life is precious, and we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name, amen. If you're hearing that humming in the background, that's my uh, prana tank. I have a prana tank, and I have some goldfish feeders, and a little bubbler that's running the feeders, you know, to keep them alive. And this is a temporary setup because I had to do some transition with some other fish tanks I had, and uh, that's what you're hearing right now in the office. I don't know if it's louder or if it's not. This is the first time I'm really noticing it, so I just want to let you guys know that it's only temporary. I don't, you know, don't think it's going to be like this. If you hear it and it's annoying, you just kind of bear with it for this podcast, okay, folks? <clears throat> okay. Now that we prayed, we talked. Let's read the Bible, Psalms 139. Oh Lord. Thou hast searched me, and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting, my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path, and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not one, one a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely, the darkness shall cover me even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, the darkness as the light, and both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being up perfect, and in the brook all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are the thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sands. When I wake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? Am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. This was a beautiful written scripture here. Psalm 139. This is one of the most beautiful scriptures I have ever re- read out of the Bible. You know, there's there's many beautiful things I'm telling you John 17:17 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 17:17 17, 17, that's a beautiful encompassing of a thought right there. You know, by putting a few words together, you encompass a magnificent thought. The greatest of all thoughts is being washed, being clean, being whole, being made new, renewed, sanctify me. That word encompasses it. That's a beautiful word. Sanctify them through thy truth. And it tells you how to get sanctified through his truth. His truth is pure. It's sincere. It's clean. It's whole. There's no guile. There's no mistake them are some beautiful combinations of words right there you cannot argue with that those are the the epitome of words like them are the pinnacle of words when you want to talk about words i know we're talking a lot about politics and other things but when you want to highlight some words and you want to say this one wins the emmy award this one wins the the olympics gold medal these words right here stand true and they're the tallest of all these words are and now i'm reading something even greater in size with that magnificent touch put to it again psalms 139 it's beautiful it's amazing when you start looking at this this transcends all the stuff you're hearing in the news this beats everything because it goes to the heart of everything the the simple product of everything is right here and the distinction distinction between what i'm talking about and what if there's any distinction would be evil that's the only thing that could handle being the opposite of this is evil nothing else and evil is evil it wants to ruin this this is the core of what evil wants to destroy don't get lost in all the minutia everything you hear on a daily basis is just skirmishes it's just little fights it's to steal your time, to steal this and that. It's to keep you uh, maybe busy, occupied, so you don't focus on the true intent of what God wants to do or the true and s- sincere nature of what God wants to do, maybe in your life, your family's life, in another person's life, maybe in a group of people's life. And instead of you know focusing on the true meaning of it, you're focusing on skirmishes, and you miss it. And so God can't use you. God can't use you for that. That's what dis- That's what disqualifies you. These are simple things, very, very simple. Now, David here, in Psalms 139, Oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Now that that ain't intimate, I don't know what is. If you're talking to God and you're asking him, you searched me so you know me, what can I hide? If I'm talking to God, the creator, and I'm, I'm gonna have a real conversation with him before I can even ask anything, we gotta get one thing clear, he's God that's right off the get-go you have to know this there is no there's no negotiating that there's no getting around that that's the elephant in the room when you come in the presence of god you better acknowledge that he's god period full stop now if anything follows after that it better have something to do with him if it has nothing to do with him you have no business talking to him about it why would you waste his time it's a it's a fact This is God we're talking about, guys. We're not talking about going to a lawyer. We're not talking about getting a judge, somebody to arbitrate your problem with God. God is the judge. God is the arbitrator. That's the ending of everything. That's the beginning and ending of everything is God. When you know that, you're a better off person. And David's saying, you've searched me. The one we just talked about now, folks, is what David's saying, search me and know me. You've known me. Thou knowest my downsetting and my uprising and thou understands my thoughts afar off. So not just my thoughts that I think about on a daily basis. You ever think about this guys? Let's let's pause for a second here and think about something. Your thoughts. I know when you look at a let's say a can of coke sitting there, you think, I would like to drink a can of coke and I'm gonna open it up and I'm gonna drink it. And you think about some of that simple things. But after a while, you just grab it and you take a drink. And as you're taking a drink, you're thinking of something else. And at the same time, you're thinking of something else. You're doing something else. And there's layer upon layer upon layer of life happening. And you're not even taking one thought of it until you stop to think about it. And then you stop to think about it and you get a slice of that just real quick. And you think that's a thought. David's reminding us here of something. Thou knowest my down and mine uprising, and my and thou understandest my thought afar off. Guys, listen, I'm only on verse 2, and we're starting to get deep. It's not hard to get deep in God's Word, but you need to have some depth and understanding when you're reading God's Word. Too many people read surface-level stuff, and, and they think that's all that God has for them. There is layer upon layer with God. There's depths with God. There's more with God than what you're living. You can save and, be, and become rich by how less you spend. With God, that's how it works. It's not how much more you get. It's how much more or less you spend and how much more you receive. It's, a, it's a, It doesn't even make sense. It's the mathematics that makes no sense, but with God, that works. These are things with God. Miracles, 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 miracles. We all talk about it why have we watered miracles down to science folks you want to understand everything is that what you want you want to be on an earth that you just understand everything which will never happen for example let me show you how foolish this thought is humans have traveled seven to 13 miles into the earth max because we have no technology to go that deep you know how hard it is and how much weight on a drill is when you start going that miles down into the earth But yet, humans think we went to the center of the earth. Why? Because we talk about it. We talk about what it's made of. We talk about all the things that are involved in it. But we've never even been past like 7 to 13 miles. So beyond that point, it's all blackness in our head. We have no idea what it is. But yet, we come up with all the answers and put it in textbooks and everybody believes it. But yet, it's never been a fact. It's never a materialized fact. But we call that science. We built on that. That's only one layer, guys. And we give men credit, and they don't deserve any credit. But when I start showing you scripture here, we just peeled back just two verses. There's two layers here. And there's layer upon layer upon layer coming off right here when he says, you know my thoughts are far off. See, God doesn't just think about your thought process in the moment, what you're thinking. He's thinking what your process is going to lead to and what kind of bearing it's going to have on your life and other people's lives, things you can't even fathom. God knows these things. And you want to have a conversation with God if you don't acknowledge He's God? These are just a couple of things right in the beginning. This is like the proceedings before you get to talk to God and stand before Him. And yet, as He came as Jesus, He robed Himself in flesh, He dwelt among us, and He gave us, He esteemed us higher than Himself. That makes no sense. We would never do that. The only purpose and reason why a human would do that is because somebody taught them and they're mimicking it. They would never create that thought process. It's something so foreign to a human being except for God would introduce that. God introduced it into our life and he's the only one that can do it. God is good, folks. God is good. The meaning of life your life's purpose. And what is the title of this? What is my topic today? How precious is life? The preciousness of life, or life's precious moments. What truly is precious in life? It's not a new car, it's not a house. Those things pale in comparison to what I'm talking about. It ain't a college degree. It's not getting a raise. Those things are so far away from what we're talking about, they have no, no meaning on it. But yet some people esteem that stuff high. Their principles and priorities are really messed up. Okay, before we go down a bad, I wanna keep this in a positive note, folks. We're on a good path here. First number three on our road, Psalms 139, verse three. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways, man. Look at how deep God is. He's not, he's not relinquishing his power yet. Look at what he's doing. David's saying, thou compasseth my path and my lying down. So he's like, when I walk, you're with me. And when I go to bed, you're with me. And thou knowest it all together. Thou knows everything in a day about me. These are intimate moments. This is spending time with God. This is God having a, a friend or a family member or somebody in their life where they are just connected. They are connected. And God says, I'm going to be connected with you all day. And David is saying, I know it. You're with me all day long. Verse number four. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether, Even everything I speak. Verse number five. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. He says, man, you got me covered in front of me, behind me, and you even got your hand upon me. Verse number six, and this is where the faster you get to this spot, the better you're going to be. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. And when you realize you don't have to know it all, when you don't have to have all the knowledge, because God can cover all that and he still knows exactly what to do. He don't need you to know what to do before he does what's right. He don't need you to know what to do before he decides to do something. It's nice that you thought that way, but don't be too prideful thinking that God needs your knowledge because your knowledge pales in comparison to the Almighty and the Almighty's been doing this before you came to this earth and he's going to be doing it long after you're gone. Now, don't take that as this. I'm not not being mean when I say this. We're all in this together. We're all equals. We all worship the same God. We all are pointing that we do not worship idols We do not worship people. We do not worship our own brains. We don't even worship our own selves. Only one deserves all worship and praise, and it's Jesus. And that's why I'm pointing to him, and I'm not doing it to point out you or whatever anybody else is doing. I'm pointing it as a fact that this is our benchmark. This is who we are. This is what we do. Verse number seven, whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Verse number eight: If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Verse number nine: If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall my hand lead me; thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall behold, shall hold me. Verse eleven: If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. And then verse number 12, and you can continue on on your own personal time, but doesn't it just take on a whole different meaning as you start to look at us the way we've been talking? It takes a different reading, understanding. You went to a new level when you start seeing it. And you got to put God first in everything, all things you have to make sure he's first in. I just want you to know that I want you to think about today and how precious your life is how the life of others are precious. That's why we care about babies. We care about the unborn. We care about life. We care about animals. We even care about chickens. If we can care about chickens, we can care about everything that God says, you do not offer up babies unto Moloch. Then that means that you're gonna do everything in your power to stop that and speak out against it. Or else you're not gonna have to love any animal because human life is more precious. You have to say that God is everything. God is everything. I worship God. I worship His word. I worship Him. When He tells me, I say, yay, Lord. When He says, don't do that, I say, okay, Lord. When He corrects me, I say, I will change my life, Lord. And when He says, "Good, thou good and faithful servant, I will not be prideful. These are things that God has put in our hands to say, you are caretakers of your life. You do not be prideful, you do not be arrogant, and you don't go out there and do these things that sinful people do. Why, because you're in a pursuit of holiness, because God deserves no less. We serve a living God, folks, a loving God, a mighty God. And you wonder why affliction comes in your life multiple times throughout the day. Maybe it's because you haven't given God his due and the devil's just too much up in your life. you got to get him out sometimes, man. Sometimes we give him too much access. Okay, let's keep this on this life is precious thought. I want you to think about this. Life is precious. We love life. We do what we can to preserve it. We love life because God has given it to us. Okay, folks, you enjoy this day. And until next time, God bless. <laughs> Hey, have you ever heard of My Pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of My Pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but My Pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use My Pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the My Pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow, too, by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man, and he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him, and if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product, and it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless, and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a My Pillow, buy the My Pillow and watch. You will be blessed.